Hi, my name is Karen Chen, and you're listening to This Week in Skating. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. Today we are joined by Karen Chen. Karen is a two-time Olympian who won silver with Team USA at the 2022 Olympics in Beijing. Karen is also a U.S. champion, U.S. silver medalist, and three-time U.S. bronze medalist. She also finished fourth at two world championships. This fall, Karen returned to Cornell University where she's studying human biology, health, and society. But next week, she will return to the Bay Area, which is her hometown for the U.S. Championships. Karen will assist with U.S. Figure Skating's High Performance Development Camp. So we want to welcome Karen to This Week in Skating. Welcome, Karen! Hi, Karen! Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So it's been a while since we've seen you. I think the last time I saw you was on Stars on Ice. So can you fill us in on what you've been up to? Oh my gosh, so much has happened. Um, Yeah, Stars on Ice was super fun. It was so fun touring with the whole Olympic team and obviously with Mariah Nagasu just getting together. It was such a blast. It was my favorite Stars on Ice tour ever. We had a lot of fun activities when we weren't doing shows and we just had a lot of time to bond um, and it was truly such a special tour and after tour I spent some time in Michigan with my brother my mom who live here I coached some um, and then shortly I went back to school at Cornell it was a very hard first two weeks or so I mean I figured so because after taking two gap years, I didn't know if I had any brain cells left. (laughs) Um, But after some time, um, I definitely adjusted. I made a lot of friends. I joined the figure skating club there. And it's just been a really great semester and I'm looking forward to heading back shortly. Yeah, how is school going at Cornell? Like, how was the, you just said it was kind of tough adjusting back after you took two gap years. So what was it like to return to being a college student full-time? It was tough, but it was also something that I was looking forward to. Um, I was excited about it, but I was also just afraid of not being able to catch up. Um, I just knew that going in, I, I remember like during my freshman year, I struggled a little bit after taking two gap years from graduating high school, like that was a struggle. And this time, this time around, at least I knew what to expect. And also I knew my way around campus. So in a way, and also I wasn't training. um, So in a way it was easier than that, but it still was challenging in different ways. So can you tell us a little bit about what you're studying? Uh, I actually changed my major to human development. It is very similar to um, what I had originally, but it just focuses more on human development. So I think it's it's kind of a mix between sociology and psychology and biology, but I'm also on pre-med tracks. I'm taking um, chem, gen chem this semester or last semester, another semester this 
uh, this coming semester. And then shortly I will be taking Orgo, which I've heard is very, very hard. <laughs> Those sound all way over my head. <laughs> <laughs> courses. Um, are you living on campus? Are you like in a dorm at Cornell? No. Um, so sophomores, you are required to live on campus. But I think because I started my freshman year in 2019, for some reason, I had an exception. So I am living off campus in an apartment with a roommate. And you mentioned you're skating with the Cornell skating team. What's that been like? I'm sure that's different from when you were training as a single skater. Yeah, very different. I mean, at Cornell, hockey is a very big thing, so ice time is super limited. Um, The club only has like an hour and a half on Mondays and Wednesdays from like nine, either nine or 9.30 to to 11, something like that. And um, usually I'm really exhausted from studying, (laughs) so I haven't been able to go to those very consistently, Um, but they do have... Um, the rink on campus does have public sessions in the middle of the day so oftentimes I just leave my skates at the rink and like during lunch break I'll just pop over to the rink and just skate around and um, I'm really lucky that I have that. So we're a bit removed from the Olympics. Have you missed training and competition just in this time period in between? Are you missing it? Yeah, I definitely do. I'm kind of living through my brother at this point. Like I've been here during winter break and seeing him train every day. Like it makes, it it does make me miss it a little bit, but at the same time, I am very excited to be like shifting my focus on my studies. It's something that I've put on hold for so long. And so I'm excited to just kind of pursue like a new passion of mine um and I'm still skating I love skating it's just I I knew that this year I needed to just take some time away from that away from the stress of competing (laughs) and the pressures of that and just kind of focus on myself and um what I'm passionate about and what my desires are so what's the what do you want to do once you graduate I know you said pre-med are you thinking med well med school would be next what's what's the overall what's your like dream job what do you want to do Yeah, so med school is definitely on my mind. I think I've always thought of, I've always wanted to be um, like a psychologist or, but recently I've been thinking I wanted to be like a pediatrician. I mean, my major is human development and there was a class that I took my freshman year and it was about like infants and childhood, something like that. It It was labeled something like infancy and childhood if I remember correctly. And it was such an interesting class. And um, I love kids. And also I'm like coaching now. So sometimes I work with like really little kids. And it's just really fun for me. So I think that's something that um, I'm thinking about. That's interesting. I work (laughs) for a health system in Maine. And the department I work in is child and family health. And we focus on development, developmental screening, trying to catch any gaps that may need to be bridged at that time through behavioral health. Um, So we work a lot on adverse childhood experiences and trauma, but we also work on immunization. So I actually work with pediatricians um, as part of my job and it's a lot of fun. 
very passionate about it. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. I would love to learn more. That is very cool. Yeah, it's a fun department of people that are very passionate about um, child health. And our focus is ages zero to five. But we also focus beyond that with adolescents as well. And there's there's so many nuances in there, but it's just so intriguing all the time. There's always something new and interesting coming up. So we definitely need more pediatricians that are passionate about, about working with kids. <laughs> well, I hope to be one of those people. All right. I hope to survive um, undergrad and then med school. <laughs> oh, I think you will. I, I think, think you'll you survive will. just fine. I hope so. <laughs> it's true. Um, I'm curious, do you think that um, the discipline it takes to be a skater helps you with college? Because I've heard people say yes. I've also heard people say, well, kind of, but not really. So I'm interested in what you have to say about that. Mm, I think it is helpful. Um, I know for most college students, uh, their freshman year is probably like the first time living away from home. And I've lived in Colorado Springs, like training there for like two, I think three years or so. So I was used to like living on my own. So when I did uh, move to college, that wasn't anything new. The environment was different, but I knew how to like manage my day and manage my schedule and things like that. So I do feel like Um, having the experience as an athlete is there's a lot of things that can be transferred into the life of a student. Yeah, because I know for my own experience, it was being on my own, like being able to manage a schedule, but you guys are managing your schedule, your training and all of that at a younger age. So yeah, I can see where it you know, you don't necessarily, you've already learned those skills and then you can transfer those over um, into college. Yeah. And I feel like it's essentially like a routine. I mean, with skating, I just, my coach and I want you on these sessions and I just be there every single day. And the same thing with classes, like professors, you're, you're signed up for these classes and you just, you just execute them. They're on your schedule. You just go do them. Right. Like just going out and doing a jump. You're going to class. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't have a choice. Like, I'm tired. Like, I have yet to, I may have skipped, like, one or two classes my whole entire fall semester, but I don't know. It's just, like, not that it's muscle memory, but I see it on my schedule. I'm like, I have to be there on time. And I have never been (laughs) late to any of my classes, which is surprising because with, um, you could ask Tammy, I'm always, like, one or two minutes late. (laughs) So it was really weird that I was always on time for my classes, but I was never on time for any of my skating sessions. I was consistently like two minutes late. Well, at least you were consistent. And it was so normal. Like Tammy is, yeah, yeah. Tammy was so adamant about like all her skaters being on time, but I was just, ever since I was little, I think I was just always a few minutes late. And then she was just like, it's just, it's normal now. Like you're late. She doesn't even bat an eyelash. She's like, oh, Karen's late. Okay. Go do your jumps, go. (laughs) It would have been more surprising if you were on time. Yes, yes. (laughs) I have that problem as well. Um, My family knows that I'm consistently going to be 10 to 30 minutes later. (laughs) So I'm starting to shift it so that I'm saying like 30 minutes later. So then if I'm a little bit early, it looks good. 
it's like i care and i want to be there <laughs> but uh it's just hard now the like, question is karen were you on time for competitions i was on time for <laughs> good good yeah <laughs> now that one's yeah Thank- more thankfully <laughs> yeah so yeah, karen was... so on, so karen you wrote a book you were you were the subject of and you wrote a book um what was that process like it was a very long process um it's been a while so I have to think about it for a little bit but I remember I I worked with a ghost writer and so um I did a lot I was on phone calls with her all the time just talking about like growing up skating and my skating career my skating journey um and it was kind of fun for me to just like reflect on all those things and made me realize like why I love the sport especially that was going into um I think 2018 national so when the Olympic um team was so it was like a really big deal and so I was very stressed out when I was writing this book and working with my ghostwriter about this book because I was worried since the book was being published in December I was worried how stupid I would look if I wrote this book, I went through all this effort writing this book, and then I didn't make the Olympic team. So I felt like it was a lot of pressure. Um, But I also convinced myself to do this because it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. It was such a cool thing and I didn't want to let it go. So I remember when this opportunity was brought up to me, I was so conflicted. I just didn't know what decision to make. And now looking back, I'm really happy. I'm, I mean, obviously, because I made the team <laughs> so I can say that. Um, so th- things did work out well for me in that sense. Um, but I do remember the process was just, it was very cool, but it was also very stressful. Um, but overall, I, I just remembered working with my ghostwriter, my parents were talking to her as well, my coaches, and just kind of having this all togetherness of my whole entire team coming together to help me write this book was also such a special and wonderful experience that I will never forget. And you made two Olympic teams after writing that book. Yeah. So um, <laughs> yes. any plans to do another one or to update this one? I would love to if the opportunity arises and if I have time (laughs) yeah you're quite busy right now (laughs) yes absolutely (laughs) well speaking of the olympics it's been it's been a year almost um so have Mm -hmm. you looked back on it at all anything that stands out from the olympics that you know is your especially as we get closer to the one year mark that you're going to think about and remember i would say I don't, I can't believe it's almost, it's been a year, almost a year. Um, Just so much has happened in my life. And I think the Olympics is just like every now and then on my phone, like they'll say on this day or a year ago or this Mm -hmm. and that, and like these memories (laughs) pop up and then it's really cool. And every now and then, like I'll say, because recently this is when nationals happened last year. And so I was getting like uh, memories of nationals in Nashville Um, And yeah, and it made me think about the Olympics. It made me think about how special it was for me and for just being there with the whole entire team um, and being in China. It was such, although COVID made it different than my experience in 2018, I will say like 2022 was just such a, it was a very special Olympics. And I was just really happy to be a part of that and experience that. 
for the obvious reasons, as you mentioned, <laughs> it was very different because it was an Olympics during COVID. Um, they took a lot of precautions. One of our friends was actually there as a photographer, and it was it was very regimented. You know, you you took this mm-hmm. transportation, you did this, you everything was perfectly planned out that they of what they needed to do. Outside of the COVID um, part of it, how different was it, like as a competitor going back to your to the Olympics again after having been there in twenty eighteen? It was quite different, but at the same time, it was well. My twenty my experience in twenty eighteen was very different than I think a typical um, athlete because I was there for opening ceremonies, but since the uh, women's event wasn't until like the very very end I ended up leaving the village and training elsewhere in Korea and so I was removed from the whole like I didn't really get to experience the athlete village at all until the last day um, because I was just gone and then this time around I was in the village the whole entire <laughs> time um, but it was just like you were limited to like certain areas So yeah, the experiences were quite different, but in a way similar because it was kind of like isolating. Um, But in China, I remember I did have such a good time um, just like walking around the village and talking to people. Um, I was, I practiced my Mandarin a lot. I don't usually speak Mandarin that much to my parents, but when I was there, I was like, this is a great opportunity for me to like chat with other people like the workers the volunteers and that was um that was actually one of the coolest moments for me was when I could just like talk to the volunteers especially when I like get off the ice I could just say like thank you in Chinese and they would appreciate that and it was like those little things that really stood out um and I also remember for practice I I brought before um leaving to the Olympics, I on Amazon, I ordered a bunch of like colored gloves. So I was like, if I'm gonna go practice, I might as well have like different colored gloves to like practice in to make things like fun for myself. Um, and I remember getting off the ice and I think, I think one of the volunteers, I'm sure like the volunteers um, all like stay in the same area. I'm not sure they like watch the practices and he comes up to me, he's like, oh, do you like change your gloves based off of like your mood? Like if you're in a happy mood, you'll wear red. And if you're not, you're sad, you'll wear blue. I'm like, no, but maybe in the future will be something that I consider. And I just thought it was like a really special moment and it made me laugh and giggle, so yeah. Well, you got to compete in the team event this time around that you didn't in 2018, correct? Yes. What was that like being a part of the team event at at an Olympics? It was so different, um, but it was such a wonderful experience just like skiing around and everyone's like in their team boxes and they're all like wearing Team USA gear and cheering for you. It was super special. Um, I do remember what kind of threw me off was just needing to compete a short and a free consecutively and it was something that I've never experienced before so I will say that was a bit of a challenge um but I overall like I was just really thankful to be in that position and I was really happy to just be on that team well yeah unfortunately you don't have a medal right now any update on when you possibly could be getting your medal 
I have no idea. I feel like there probably has been some news here and there about like when the decision will be made or something like that. But I have been sort of just like focusing on my own thing with school and whatnot. So um, I'm sure if you ask somebody else, they'll give you a more educated response. But on my behalf, like, I don't really know. <laughs> Is it frustrating at all not to have it? Or have you just kind of moved on and, you know, just gone on with life and not really thought about it? It is a bit frustrating to think about. And so I, and, and again, it's also completely out of my control. Um, so I'm just vibing with my life and focusing on the things that I can control. So currently like my grades like if I know if I study harder like my grades will go up like I can see that connection there but as for like the metal and um whatever it when that will happen that's completely out of my control I'm just going to trust that trust the process and everything will unfold when it's ready to unfold well hopefully it will happen soon for all of you and it will you'll have a mm -hmm. great memory of hopefully they do some big ceremony for you guys so that it's something that you can remember since you weren't able to have yeah. that memory in Beijing. Mm -hmm. I hope so too. Well you're going to be heading to San Jose here coming up. So what will you be doing in San Jose for nationals? I will be helping out with the development camp which I'm super excited about just spending time with all these developing skaters um, and hopefully being a good role model to all of them. And also just being able to see like my coach and um, everyone in the skating world. I mean, I've been in Ithaca, New York, which is a little bit like middle of nowhere. So I'm not really like seeing people, seeing um, familiar faces as much. So I'm excited to kind of have this like get together. Um, and obviously you root for my brother. I'll be in the stands, <laughs> like watching him skate. Like that's, it's, it's kind of fun. Um, I do get really nervous when I watch him skate. Um, I'm always like holding my breath and then like, like doing this a lot. <laughs> I'm like scared to watch, but I also like can't stop watching. Um, kind of like me with like horror movies where I'm kind of like looking, but I'm also really scared. <laughs> so that's how I, I would describe myself when I'm like watching my brother compete. But um, yeah, super excited. Do you give Jeffrey any advice about how to handle the pressure? Because once you get to the senior level, it gets kind of intense. And now that he's at this level, he's had a whole season of competing internationally senior with his partner, um, Katerina. Is there any advice that you give him or are you just there to support him? I am fully there to just support. I fully trust that he knows what he's doing. He's got a great team behind him. Um, him and Kaya get along great and I think if he wants advice like I'm I'm in his corner he can always turn to me and I make sure that he knows that but at the end of the day like it's I I, I do I he knows he knows what he's doing so he's got it <laughs> but if he wants to cry on my shoulder go ahead <laughs> well hopefully it's happy tears he will be crying in San Jose and yes. not yes. sad tears yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. happy tears only <laughs> Ice dance is very deep this year. The level of competition is going to be so intense because there's so many teams that are at a similar place in their abilities. It's really, I think, going to come down to who can go out and execute their programs the best in order yeah. to 
to slot in. I mean, you could be fantastic and still and finish 10th or 11th just because it's so deep this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so crazy to think growing up, I've always heard people say, oh, ice dance is easy. But I, I witness them training all the time. And I obviously see what my brother goes through. And it is it is not easy at all. <laughs> no. And to be able to skate so close to another person and be in sync, that is so challenging. Like as a single skater, let's say I'm, I have a show tomorrow, I need to make something up. I could just make something up on the spot. Like no one will know. But if you're skating with a partner, you have to do it to get everything needs to match and whatnot. And it's so challenging. And um I just, I think what ice dancers do is just really incredible. And, um, and it's it's so cool to look at a lot of the um, programs that I've seen just are truly like works of art. And um, I don't know, it's very cool. Now, did you ever try ice dance? Uh, I did a little bit. Um, I did, uh, I passed a few of my like, um, is it called pattern dances or test the test pattern dances? I think I passed through three gold. Yeah. And and then I stopped there. <laughs> so Karen, you also dabbled a little bit in choreographing your own programs. Mm-hmm. What was that process like? And is it something you might like to do again? Yes, I I do a lot of choreography um, for myself, like all the show programs I have choreographed myself. Um, I've also done like, and I could I coach a little bit in Ithaca as well. And so I've choreographed a few like small programs for the local skaters there. And it's something that I really enjoy ever, ever since I was, I think ever since I was little, um, my mom recently showed me a video of me. Um, I, I think it was around Halloween, but anyways, I was like wearing like my Mulan costume and she would play music and I would just be like dancing in the living room. And I think so ever since I was young, when I hear music, I would just move, I would just dance. And I think now I've just kind of, and I think that little girl is still like living in me when I hear music, I want to choreograph, I want to dance, I want to do things like that. So it's definitely a passion of mine that I would love to um, pursue as well when I have time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know you're going to be watching the ice dance discipline, but is there any other discipline that you're looking forward to seeing in San Jose when you're there for nationals? Mm, Yeah, I mean, I would say ice dance number one, um, maybe because I'm a little bit biased, but overall, just like all of it, um, this this will be my first nationals just sitting in the stands and just watching and observing and not being in the middle of it. Um, because, and usually when I'm in the middle of it, I'm not watching, I'm just focusing on myself. So to be um, from a, to be in a different perspective will just be really interesting. And I'm excited to see what kind of like experience at nationals um, this year will be like. Have you been able to follow the sport at all during like the fall Grand Prix season? Did you kind of check it out to see how Team USA was doing? I would see on Instagram, like I obviously follow Team USA and US Figure Skating. So I see the updates through there, but I have not been like watching live, except for my brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to show him that I like, I'm, 
I'm like there and I'm like supporting him in every way possible. Um, but, but yeah, I like, honestly, I haven't had time to just like really pay attention to and watch anything, but I've been like in the, in the loop for like the news and what has happened and here and there, but not, I haven't been like a full dedicated skating fan yet. (laughs) (laughs) There's still time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I have time to like, figure out all the things I want to do and just make time for it all. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it going to feel weird going to nationals and not being out on the ice? I want to say it's not weird, but I think if I'm going to be honest with myself, like it probably will feel weird. I mean, I won't know until I get there what kind of like feelings or emotions um, I will feel. But even just like when I take, when I take the time to think about like going through like pictures of last year at Nashville and seeing the pictures of me on the podium with Mariah and everyone um I don't know it's just like I I get a little bit emotional and so I know that once I'm there and just like being at and obviously I have a lot of memories at the SAP Center um in San Jose so I know being there I will feel some kind of emotion and but I don't I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. But at the same time, I'm excited that I get to feel those emotions and I get to be there. And even though I'm, even though it's actually like the first week of school, I decided right to my professor, like, sorry, I'll be like gone for the first week because I want to be at nationals and see everyone and obviously be there for the camp and obviously watch my brother. And we know who will be the biggest cheerleader yes. for the ice dance yeah, event. It'll be me. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to be in the photographer area and I'm going to hear some some cheering and I'm going to know that's Karen. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I will rest my voice the day before so I can go really loud. <laughs> we love having enthusiastic fans in the ice dance world. That is for sure. <laughs> So you've had a lot of great memories in San Jose. It's it's your home area. It is the site you won the novice title. You made your first Olympic team. It's been a very lucky place for Karen Chen there. Is there something in particular in your career that you think has had an impact on keeping you moving forward um, outside of skating? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think in general, just, the times that I have just failed, like the times that I feel like I wanted to give up. There were so many times along my skating journey that I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Like, or after a bad skate, I feel like it's absolutely like the end of the world. Like, I feel like I feel so embarrassed. I feel traumatized. I don't want to go back out there and compete. I don't want to go put my skates back on and skate. Um, but each time I have managed to, not that I manipulate myself to get back on ice, but I, I convince myself and I, and I truly do feel that way that I love skating and it's what I want to do. And I have these goals that I genuinely believe that I'm capable of reaching and that's what drives me. And to know that I'm able to bounce back from those really tough times when I look ahead into my future I have, I have that sort of confidence knowing that if I was able to do that, 
um, in the past, I know I can continue to do that in the future, if not even better, because I have gained so much of this experience. And I believe, and I, I'm a firm believer in if you put in the effort and you put in the work, like it will absolutely pay off. It may take time. It may take, it may also lead to more struggles, but I think I genuinely believe that it will absolutely pay off in the future. And that's what really um, keeps me going and helps me keep my head up and just keep going forward. It's all about resilience. I think skating as a whole is about Mm -hmm. just what you said, taking those moments where you fail and turning it around and using it to drive you, having that experience. Mm -hmm. It, we go through that in life. I mean, we, you fail on something and it is hard to put your one foot in front of the other and continue and try again. Mm -hmm. But it also is so invigorating when you do that and succeed. It it's just an incredible feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's great advice for some, you know, for the up and coming skaters. And now you are a veteran in the sport. Um, so what is your, what other, you know, pieces of advice do you give the skaters who will be competing at nationals and it's maybe it is going to be their first nationals? Um, what kind of advice do you give those skaters who are, you know, coming up in the ranks and, um, who are, you know, or even new to the sport? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel like I'm the worst at giving advice, to be honest. Um, but I think, I think just kind of like what I said a little bit ago about that. Um, I think about just knowing that the journey, it's not always going to be smooth. Like sometimes I, I, some, like when I was little I would always think oh I'm just gonna like set this goal for myself and I'm just gonna achieve it like easy peasy like I didn't know that if there would there would lead to so many ups and downs before I achieve it I just thought if I like wrote down my goal like I could just go and achieve it there would no there wouldn't be any difficulties there wouldn't be any obstacles but at the same time I feel like um now looking back I've really learned that that's totally normal and I think it's really important for um, younger skaters to know that the journey isn't always perfect and that's part of the journey and when something doesn't happen the way you thought it would go that's totally fine that is so normal like during when I was training I would fall down so many times and falling is like a huge part of the process the learning curve and to kind of like not to like normalize failures but to know that that is perfectly normal um, and that is perfectly okay happened to the best of us like that I remember like growing up when somebody told me that it made me feel better and it made me feel even more motivated and stronger to keep chasing my goals and my dreams yeah I think skating is a marathon it's not something that's oh I can do this so quickly and and achieve it I think you're right it's about those obstacles. It's about the journey too. Like it's about mm-hmm. the process and how, how, everything that happens, you just use it as another milestone in getting to where you want to go. Even outside of skating, like in, in the working world, it it works that way. It's a mm-hmm. life lesson. I think that's important for everyone to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody's goals are different. 
Um, you know, I always enjoy talking to skaters who it's going to be their nationals debut. And that was a goal, just making it to nationals and just having a clean skate is a goal. I remember someone saying making it on the NBC broadcast at nationals was a goal. So everybody's goals are different and it's not necessarily always being at the top of the podium. Yeah, it's everyone would love that, but sometimes the smaller goals are just as important as the big goals. The steps. Mm-hmm. The steps yeah. to get there. Mm-hmm. I also think, I just want to add, because talking about like these like small goals and big goals, it just made me think about, I mean, yeah, it's so important to set like achievable goals, but I find that it's also so important to like achieve goals that like maybe you can but maybe the percentage isn't as high as other goals Mm -hmm. and I think that's also like really important for a younger skater to shoot big like I remember I think it was my um, senior debut and I think I like straight up like told one of the interviewers that like my goal is to like be on the podium like I just straight up said that like I I thought that I had a good chance of getting there but my like realistic goal was to just like skate clean because like your first time at senior competing at senior level um but out of nowhere I don't know why I said but I just said it and it actually ended up happening for me and I think sometimes it's just so important to like really like shoot your shot even if it's like a little bit out there because because maybe you get lucky and maybe because you said something or you really truly believe it then you might Mm -hmm. actually like conquer it Mm -hmm. so I think that's also something really important for younger skaters to realize that yeah you want to set like realistic goals for yourself but also allow yourself to dream and dare yourself to um, achieve something that's just even better than what you think you can achieve so yeah so we like to end our podcast with some fun questions that Gina has put together (laughs) these are not necessarily about skating it's just about different stuff um it kind of gives insight into who you are um outside Mm -hmm. of skating which we also want to um share with our audience so that they get to know karen the person not just karen the skater okay yeah and we've asked these questions to our other skaters that we've had on the podcast jason brown nam newen and I will mm-hmm. say Jason had a hard time with one of the questions. So he did. I will let you okay. He did. And I actually get the opportunity to ask Jason this question in San Jose since he is going to be competing. I'm hoping he's gonna give mm-hmm. me an answer by then. So yeah. we'll see if, <laughs> he we'll said see he if would. this tricks you up. <laughs> that makes sense. He's very much an overthinker sometimes. <laughs> so I t- which I am too. So I can totally relate. <laughs> All right, Daphne, you wanna start? All right, I'll start. So, Karen, if there was a movie about your life, who would star as Karen Chen? Uh, can I say? You can say whoever you want. You can say whoever you want. <laughs> this is so hard. <laughs> that's exactly what, that's what Jason said. <laughs> Jason said, but not for this question. <laughs> okay. Can I say the little girl? I forgot her name in um, Turning Red, where oh, she becomes okay. the. I want her to play me. <laughs> okay. I want to be. I want it to be like an animation. An anim- Okay. That yeah. is. I like that. That's good. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Well, what is your most used emoji? Oh, the um, the monkey with um, its hands like over its eyes. <laughs> yeah, I use that one all the time. I find myself needing like I'll naturally like put at the end of like a sentence. I'm like, Karen, you need to diversify. <laughs> so I'll like scroll through my emojis and think, okay, maybe it's like try this one or try something else. Okay, so you're singing karaoke. What is your go-to song to sing? Um, I'll make a man out of you from Mulan. Aww, <laughs> I like that choice. I like that. It's, yeah. <laughs> or Bruno Mars, something from Bruno Mars. But that that song just, it's just like, I love Mulan like my whole entire life. And every time I hear that song, I just like feel something. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's one of my favorite songs. It's kind of empowering in some way. It just gets you pumped up and you feel like you're just going to do something amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I also, um, because during uh, the fall semester, our skating club did a show and it's to like animations and I choreographed a group number to that. So I think that's why like that song (laughs) is still sort of like in my head. I'm like, I love that song. I was going (laughs) to ask if you've ever skated to it, whether you just put it on in the rink and and choreographed a program or if it was a first show or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. It's like a good, powerful song. Mm -hmm. Uh Now I know you're really busy, so I'm not sure how much time you have for TV, but is there a TV show you're currently binging? Not currently been well. I started um, Modern Family, and I really like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if I, if not a new show, I would say Friends. It's usually my go-to. I love watching Friends. A good one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what country haven't you visited yet? That's on your list of places that you'd like to visit. Ooh, good question. Hmm. I think I would love to visit Hong Kong or, um, let's see, where else? I feel like there was another place. Oh, I would love to go to um, Cuba. Yeah, somewhere like, just somewhere I've never been. Um, yeah. Oh, very cool. Okay, well, here's the question that stumped Jason. If you were stuck on a desert island with, you know, is it desert island or did I say deserted island before, Daphne? Um, deserted. Okay. Desert like, island. It's basically. It doesn't sound like desert. No. Was it deserted? <laughs> okay. We're going to fix this part up again. I'm just looking at it. I was like, what is that? Okay. Now here's the question that stumped Jason. If you were stuck on a deserted island with three figure skaters, past or present, who would you be stuck with? Mm, okay. I feel like, okay, so three. Three, yep. And to help you, we said you're not trying to get off the island. You're just there to have a good time. So that, because Jason asked Oh, that. have a good time. Yes. Okay. So you're not trying to, like, survive. Because I was thinking, like, how to survive. <laughs> Who do you know? What survival skills do they have? How can they help you? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was, because in my mind, like before you told me this extra information, I was like, well, I need Jason there because he's so positive. Like, we need to be very positive. And then when you tell someone like Vincent, who's like very smart and just like knows everything, 
and I was like okay those are my first and like who's the other person um but okay yeah that's a really hard question I think I would just go with that I'm gonna go with Jason Vincent and maybe Alyssa she's I don't know she's so fun to be around and I feel like well if we were trying to escape like these three would we would absolutely escape um, but also for a good time, I think all of us get along great. Um, I think we balance each other out. Uh, we were on a tour, like we shared the tour bus together. There's like two tour buses and we spent a lot of time together. So I know that we would have a good time. So I think these would be the three I pick. That does sound awesome. like a good time with those three. Yeah. 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 And now I wait to see if Jason may say so your now name. I win. I beat Jason. <laughs> I beat him and answer this question. You did. You did. <laughs> Yes. You have to tell him. You have oh, to tell him Karen answered this question oh, yes. in like two minutes. Yes. <laughs> and the same thing I have to tell him Nam did too. Nam just yep. shouted it right out yep. in like nope. oh, really? 30 yep. seconds. Yep. It was great. It, it was a <laughs> lot of fun. Um, Karen, before we do our sign off, are you doing any upcoming shows that <clears throat> are anything that you might like to let folks know about? Um, I will be traveling to Lake Placid to perform at the show in at the World University Games. Um, I'm leaving on Sunday for that. So that's something that I have right before nationals. And then as for after that, I'm not quite sure. I might have a few things lined up, but it's not like fully finalized yet. I'm waiting until like I'm like back in school and I kind of get into the rhythm and flow of everything. All right. Well, we'll def we will definitely let folks know what uh where they can see you skate once you get that uh solidified um we appreciate so much you taking the time to talk with us today and catching up with um getting all the fans caught up with what you've been up to and what your plans are um and we and, look forward uh, to seeing you in san jose in yes. just a few weeks yeah. <laughs> i look forward to hearing yes. you i'm expecting to hear yeah. you <laughs> okay i won't let you down all right that sounds good mm -hmm. so we really appreciate karen taking the time to chat with us today gina can you let folks know where they can find us on social media you can find us on our website it's thisweekinskating.com we are also on social media twitter at this wk in skating and facebook and instagram this week in skating we love your feedback or your questions. If you've got a question for Karen that we can pass along to her, you can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support we've received for our podcast via email and social media. Keep it coming. You can also suggest um, inter upcoming interviews that you'd like us to do. We'd love to hear who you'd like us to talk to next. But with that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.